being in contact with the narcissist was just nerve-wracking, anxiety-filled. You know it, and I know it. So I don't have to go through that, that explanation with you. But leading up to the contact or leading up to a potential contact is absolutely exhausting. And it's, it's, it's a horrible period. So when I wanted to keep my contact minimal, because I didn't care about all the bickering, I didn't care about all the blaming, I didn't care about, oh, this person did that. I didn't, I didn't care about all the negative thinking. I didn't care about how, how bad this person was when they were a kid. I didn't want any of that in my life. So what I chose to do is keep that distance as much as I possibly could without looking like an a-hole, without storing up or, or stirring up so much just vengeance and revenge. And I, there was a part of me who didn't want to feel the brunt of the narcissistic fury. Because when you don't show up and when you don't engage, that causes narcissistic injury, doesn't it? So even before I made a phone call, or even before I knew the narcissist was going to call me, and I had it down to every two days, all right, I, I had it kind of laid out already. And if there was no contact after two days, oh my God, I, where were you? I was worried. That was the famous one. I was so worried about you. So I would feel anxiety to make sure that I made that contact because she'd be so worried about me. Actually, she was looking for a supply. But I would, ahead of time, before even communicating, before a phone call, before a Sunday over there, which happened very, very frequently, I would think about the excuses I'd have to make. Because I knew when I was asked, oh, what are you doing this Wednesday? Or, oh, you know, I can't. I'm taking Jared to karate. Or, no, I can't. Uh, he's got a, uh, a test coming up. Well, what about in the evening after karate? Oh, no, I can't. he's got a play date. So I would have to have this locked and loaded in my head, thinking about, Everything I could do naturally says, oh, no, I can't because. And that's an exhausting process. It makes me feel like a fraud. It makes me feel like a liar. But it was absolutely necessary just to survive, just to, to not have to come home after hearing all that garbage and guilt and, and just pure other, excuse me, bullshit. So I would have to pre- organize excuses not to go holiday times nope i'm gonna go spend it with my friend's house and i would actually make plans to you know to spend the holidays with my friends where they were coming over to me or where i was going over to them or i was doing something with my son i was going to go into the city i was making plans to have a legitimate excuse, oh, no, I can't. And what I noticed, this is interesting, where, let's say, for Easter example, I would make those plans several months ahead because I knew she would get the drop on me and ask me earlier and earlier and earlier every year. Let me tell you something. Doing that is exhausting. Feeling that 
is exhausting. Like I said, it makes you feel like a fraud that you have to do that. But it's a, it's a matter of survival. It's a matter of wanting peace. I'm sure a lot of you do that with, with in-laws, let's say, for example. Siblings, golden children. Any get-together at the golden child's house was this hate-filled arena filled with derogatories and and just innuendos and it, oh geez it was it was it was exhausting but preparing for that wanting to keep yourself sane wanting to keep yourself out of the fray wanting to keep yourself just balanced and peaceful and normal it's really exhausting isn't it 